Thanks for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Hannah Hudson. Hannah Hudson, how the hell are you? I'm alive and well. Alive and well. Better than two weeks ago, right? A way better than two weeks ago. <laughs> and and li- enlighten the audience. What was two weeks ago? If you can say, I don't, I don't know if you can. Pre-pod, I mean, we were talking about it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's fine. I think my family knows that I have mixed feelings about them. Because um, they stayed with you while they visited. Yeah, yeah. It was holidays. They were all there. Um, and like, I, I, I enjoy their company for limited amounts of time. I just... Not not as long as they enjoy my company, I guess. Oh, yeah, I feel I feel that when I'm kind of in town. I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I hope they did too. Yeah. But we um, follow we follow her everywhere, HUD Lion. Yes. On Twitter uh, and, and yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but also you have hudline.gumroad.com, which is all your well, some of your books, because I noticed that you also have a Patreon where it's patreon.com uh, slash hudline. And it, it says you have 144 unpublished poems to share. Over the course of a year, I will be releasing a monthly chapbook with 12 poems, each with unique cover art by guest artists. And then it says I'll be distributing them as PDFs exclusively on Patreon. So what I want to know is, are there books here on Gumroad? I mean, are there, yeah, are there books here on Gumroad that are missing that, that we can only get if we were on Patreon? And how come? You know, meaning so, like at what point are you going to share them with the rest of the people? I mean, I know your Patreon people love you for that benefit, but what about everybody else who's missing out? My my MVPs, my most most valuable patrons, <laughs> um, they were my my tester audience. So uh, I was releasing Thread as sort of this monthly project, where it's like twelve poems and art each month, and then on Gumroad I have Thread Unrolled, which is actually a collection of all tw- twelve micro chaps. Okay. into one physical book okay. that I'm, I'm I'm publishing and selling I'm not going to say like hotcakes but like it's it, it is selling many yeah. co- many copies good yeah. yeah I mean I look at some of these numbers and I'm like I kind of would like that number because I right? we, yeah I had a co-poet like we did minimalist it was literary poetry but I mean some might call it light verse but it was like minimalist images and we were we were good I mean we got on the Barnes and Noble shelves um through one of these new york-based publications who's also head on i mean they had dude from sonic youth they had some of the big motherfuckers on and so i mean we've i mean we've been in what's that about bukowski we've been published in the same journal as bukowski and so like we we're serious about it but it, like some people would think it's light verse and that's just offensive and so like we're thinking about putting some together and putting it on amazon like are you on amazon and what can you teach me about getting your poetry on amazon i should be on amazon but um i hold myself to impossible moral purity standards Uh oh so (laughs) So it's ethically like it's ethically tricky to be on amazon you're kind of supporting the man the machine right so i've just been self-publishing you know i get them all sent to my house and then individually ship them uh which is truly a logistical nightmare for someone with adhd (laughs) Uh, and not really that profitable but like it's more about getting it out there I, i i'd rather be obscure and do your thing um, yeah i mean i would sell out if someone if someone wrote a number on a napkin and slid it over to me and there's <laughs> enough zeros i would sell out but like i haven't you know i i just hope like if you if you didn't see the zeros that'd be hilarious you're like the important part to me is that it's, it's a number is written on there and slid right. across to yeah me. it's got to be on a napkin it's got to be slid i don't care the number on it but once they do that <laughs> i'll sell out right 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you also collected uh, your tweets. Like, what gave you that idea? How did you narrow them down? Like, you know, if you tweet like some of my guests, I mean, you just, you know, you, you just rack up hilarious tweets that I retweet all the time. So then I've got to read your book. Well, just when they, they look at my profile and they'll see me retweet your, your shit in the future. But how did you kind of pick the funniest ones? And was there kind of a common thread to them? Did like, I, I would think that if you start collecting your tweets, you might be like, oh, shit. I didn't even know there was a common thread to my funniest tweets. Um, I tweet um too much. Many people <laughs> have said this. Good, good. Um, and I mean, I only, I I probably tweet about ninety percent of the things I think of tweeting. Good. And about about ten percent, I'm like, I don't think they're ready. That stays in the drafts. But um, you don't think your if, audience is ready? I just don't. I don't think I'm ready to be canceled. Oh, okay um not that like i'm saying anything truly that bad but you know it's twitter they're gonna take you with the worst faith reading they can possibly take you so yeah. um the book i made that was like she tweets on my joke till i zine is literally just uh riffs of that format um because one of my friends realized that i had tweeted that format like i don't know like 50 times um and so they uh i collected oh, them. It's that it's that format yeah, yeah. format tweet yeah, exactly. It's just like a riff on the like, she blanked on my blank till I blank. Yeah, it's um, usually very, usually very sexual. So, is, are all your tweets not like, are they all sexual, or did you find some really interesting ways to kind of uh, complete that format? Um, I mean, some of them are definitely more sexual, and a lot of them are are just like absurdism. Good. Um, good. I I had another one in the works. Let me see if I can find what it was. You're saying a okay. book centered around a format tweet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um it might have been like blanker i hardly know her it was just another one of those stupid just like when i riff sometimes i just find a riff that i like and i go at it obsessively for months and then i realize oh i've done so much of this let me just collect it um so sometimes that's appreciated like we can i mean after a while we could probably i don't know maybe skim those but i mean the truly i mean Sometimes you caught lighting in a fucking bottle. Like, I don't care if you did 90% shit tweets in the same fucking format. Like, if that, if that 100th tweet was amazing, I'll still retweet it. You know, I still appreciate it. And I'll still repeat it to people I know. Right. And that's <laughs> honestly, that's what I'm going for is, yeah. like, I don't care. Like, a lot of people are so afraid to tweet something bad that doesn't get any reactions, doesn't get any likes. And it's like, fine, then don't. But, like, if you don't tweet, you're not going to hit. Yeah. You have to keep swinging. And, and you, you uh, better tweet it so you can fucking forget it. Like, just fucking tweet it. It's a writing exercise. Tweet it. If it yeah. does something cool. But, I mean, you really need to forget it so you can get that next tweet on the front of your brain. Like, by tweeting it, you took it from the front of your brain, put it to the back of your brain, and you're going to forget it. And then you're on to funnier shit. And that's what I love. And you might even stumble on new formats. Like, so what do you think about, the, like, format tweeting in general? What is your thoughts? Um, on it? Like, having viewed other people's less than hilarious format tweets, what do you think about it? as a fit well, as kind of a viewer rather than a writer yeah, yeah i mean i think it's it's like saying like i mean to me that's it's not about is it good or bad it's a type of it's a medium right yeah. and there's going to be people who excel at it and there's going to be people who are fucking hacks and there are people who, like me who are willing to be fucking hacks because they think they'll hit gold yeah and and you know that's it, it, it runs the gamut i think that it's really fucking funny to me though when people get mad about like joke plagiarism when it's become like one of those formats um 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you remember. Oh, what was his name? Like Dustin Couch or something. He he had a joke like a uh, NASA employee like Cox gun in the NASA guys like where are you going? He's like Moon's haunted or some shit like that. And at one point that that format became like really popular and everyone was doing different riffs on it. Okay. And I did one about like fucking Luigi's Mansion. So it was like Cox vacuum, you know, as Luigi or whatever. And <laughs> and like forty different people responded saying like oh that's plagiarized you stole that joke i'm like what did somebody else do did somebody else do that or it's just a format one if it caught on everybody should be flattered like but if somebody else did luigi that's problematic but nobody else did right um i mean i'm sure someone else did but not that i saw yeah that's the thing is like there's millions of people on here and if your joke doesn't go viral and mine does i didn't steal it you know oh so it did really well and are you saying that these people were upset they used a format period or are they saying that they had seen a luigi one i think maybe some of them had seen a luigi one or something um yeah parallel thought parallel yeah it's like are you kidding me like especially the tweet you mentioned like she blanked on my blank until i blank like right there's gonna be forty thousand of those things yes and it's like sometimes yeah exactly everyone starts thinking in that format yeah and you you go through the vast majority of what that can be yeah and it's fine if a couple people do the same one um, I ended up doing another joke that was just like some fucking riff on like Kafka. I don't even remember what the fucking joke was. And then another another girl made the same joke like literally eight hours later, and then mine blew up, and everyone started accusing her of plagiarism. <laughs> and, and you're like, chill the fuck out. I'm I not, literally ha- I, I ended up like blocking people who were trying to defend me, and I was like, okay. I didn't ask for that. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. People can make jokes. It's there's no you're no one's stealing anything like yeah we're just having fun yeah yeah this is uh, comedy twitter we should be kind of having uh, fun with this Uh, but like there's there's actually a comedian that you know who's been on the podcast and of course he's very fun and he's he's fairly successful but occasionally i see him or her they jump to jump to like call out and i guess a couple guests have done this call out plagiarism you know, people stealing, I, stealing. I don't shit, believe their shit. And, I'm, I, and, and for me, it's a little. For me, it's a little cringe. Is it? Like, yeah. I, I understand. Like our shit got stolen. Like we we did a comedy video about uh, chasing waterfalls. The song we were like, yeah, yeah. it was Jason waterfalls. So we had Jason waterfalls get on there. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Vandenberg yeah, yeah. is like, I'm Jason waterfalls, man. They took that song off me, right? And I knew this girl, you know. And, and then like five seconds later, like this huge account. It was like it was such a big account. Her name was like Rachel. Like that was her handle. Right. And she never had an original thought in her life. All their other stuff is not funny at all. And like eight hours later, I see a tweet about Jason Waterfalls. Like she's like, oh, yeah, I was thought it was Jason Waterfalls. I'm like, it could be plagiarism. Like, absolutely. But who the fuck cares? Like, it makes me look bad going after it. Like, she's right. a dumbass. If she really, like, with parallel thought, I have nothing to say. And if she's a dumbass who has no original funny thoughts, it's like, that's on her. Like I look, sh- I look shitty for going after this unoriginal person, and that's every- that's what I think every time I see a comic really leap to the defense of their originality. It's like come up with another fucking joke, right? Right, because she's never going to be able to. Yeah. If she stole the joke, she doesn't yes. have it. She's yeah. gonna fade away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll still be Rachel on Twitter, and sure. she'll still have her own original thoughts. But like, comedy is not really her thing. So let's give yeah. her this one. Let's just kind of think of a new fucking joke. And so that's and I and I guess like you, you use the word hack. Like we're hacking away. Like as a comedian on stage, I think you're just kind of hacking away. Like you're you're like, okay, here's about twenty things I think are funny. 
some kind of hacking away at the attempted laughs and 10 of them work. And so do, does that make you a hack for the, for the 10 that didn't work? Like, what is a hack to you? Is it somebody like that woman who stole a tweet because she's got nothing else? Is it people who are uh, kind of incapable of original thought? I mean, if it's an imprecise wit, right? It's just repetitive motion. Oh. Um, you know, it's like the etymology so, of, of hack, right? Yeah. So like if you go to a doctor, you want someone with a nice scalpel who's going to get in there clean and let, you know, you're going to be fine. Instead of someone's going to fucking cut your arm off and say, here you go. Like <laughs> I fixed the problem because I cut the yeah, arm off. Sure. I cut the arm off, you know, that fixed it. And like, it's a level of nuance where like, sure, like technically it was funny or sure, technically you did a surgery, <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's not what I paid for. That's not what I was looking for. I love that. Um, and so when you go to see a comedian, you're really hoping that they'll have the scalp scalpel rather than that the ha hacksaw or whatever, because yeah. you're like, I don't want to see this person just kind of riff on nothing for half an hour. If I get one laugh, I'd rather right. that person kind of have a, a precise, a precise approach and be able to kind of. Uh, I don't know, hone the craft to the point where they're really uh, targeting their jokes to somebody like me in the audience. Exactly. Much like surgeons, I think comedy requires a level of God complex um, of just really believing that you can do anything and that you're the best at what you're, do you're doing, which is like, yeah, it's narcissistic or whatever, but like when it's true, it's true. Like there is someone who's the best, right? Yeah. Like, and that's who you want to go see. So like, who's, that's the, who, why... who's the best? Who's the best? Who do you want to go see? Right now, honestly, Girl God is the best comedy that I've seen live in like the last five years. Who? Girl God? Yeah, Girl God. It's um Grace Freud and April something. <laughs> I don't okay. even know her last name. Um, they're like a trans comedy duo. Okay. Um Girl God. Yeah, I I don't even know if they have an account as Girl God, but like um yeah they're on the, they're like second tour and i've seen them like three times in the past couple of years because every time they're in, in new york I, i'm like i have to see them yeah, um they Gray, just do grace like, freud and april clark yeah april clark god okay. how do i not know her last name um they're both like really funny individuals but they just have that that it factor when they're together riffing and joking does it do dueling stand-up i mean honestly like they do like bits with, with like fucking um powerpoint shows they'll have crazy guests on they had fucking the first time i saw them they had sarah squirm wow right before she got on snl or right as she was getting on snl it was just like wild That's... to like just see like them pulling these crazy guests um and they're just like they'll do the most out there shit they they had this bit the first time i saw them where it was like they're gonna teach someone in the audience how to do stand-up but they ended up oh. like tri they tricked some random little cis girl into saying tranny multiple oh. times. Oh it was no! The and then did they go. Fucking... Did they go after her then. Of course, of course. Oh god! <laughs> it was so. That's mean. How like, old was this girl? I mean, probably in her early twenties. You know, oh, like, okay. She's, okay. You know, so whatever. I mean, like a twelve-year-old or whatever. Come no, no. It, this that is person's very never much touching a stage again for, for adults. You know, okay. like it's at bars and shit. Okay. But it was just like, it was truly just so subversive and so fresh. They have a whole bit about how they're the ones who are writing all of Chappelle's transphobic jokes. Oh, yeah, I saw some of Ch Chappelle references, so that's yeah. funny though. But yeah. yeah, so like like that's like that joke was okay. Now I when I heard that, I was like, okay, I was watching Chappelle. I don't think he's that funny. 
Okay. Like I saw Kevin Hart first and I was like, Kevin Hart has high energy. I love him. Right. He's one of my top four. And then watch Chappelle and I was like, he is so low energy. Like, why does everybody love this guy? But I, you know, I'll watch it for research because everybody loves this guy. I think they think he's the greatest of all time. And then he comes around. He's smart. He's, he's smart. And he's a good writer. Yeah, but he then he's talking, but yeah, but I mean, but he's doing it from experience normally. Like he's doing yeah, it from exactly. like the black experience, and he's met one trans person, and that person was Caitlyn Jenner, probably. And so, like yeah. he's talking, he's doing all this generalizing about the LGBT community in a car. And, and then, you know, he's talking about trans, you know, trans individuals and like as you know, in such a general way, not from a place of experience. And I'm like, why is this guy doing this at all? Like, so even at the time, like I was shocked that anybody else was pissed. You know, because I was like, who else is going to notice this? But I was like, why is he being so general and not born of experience? He's losing his formula for success, right? Like, yeah. what, what did you think when you saw it? Like, did you like, first of all, did you see it? Second of all, did you think anybody would be shocked? <laughs> and were you more like, this is just lazy writing, right? It's lazy and it's pandering. And it's the thing that happens when you get so famous that you don't have to be good anymore. If yeah. a comedian goes on stage and doesn't say anything and people start laughing, that's when you know they don't have to be funny anymore because they've yeah. got they've they've won the audience over without saying anything. Yeah. And like Mark Marin came out, he's like, God is dead. Everybody started applauding. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's not that's, really what you want. You no. found your people, thank God. But my gosh, how is that? I yeah. mean, people aren't laughing. You started your 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 thing out like that. That just shows you're more of a celebrity than a comic. Right. The second you don't need a punchline to get a laugh, <laughs> you're not a comic. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Um but uh, being a trans woman isn't like the easiest thing on earth. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are things that are hard about it. There are um, things that are easier. <laughs> obviously, uh, there are things that are easier than me. Right? Like meaning, I'm saying it's very, it's probably very, very difficult. Like I just had on Danny Lang, and we were talking about uh, uh, whether or not the the queer fest in Columbia, Columbus would be queer enough. And so we were naming the four horses of the apocalypse. And, he, and I was like, okay, if they're queer, what would be the four horses? What would their names be? And he's like, well, one of them would be poppers. And that the second one would be, re but then he came up with resilient, like meaning to be a queer person, you have to be kind of resilient. And of course that's similar with comedy. You also have to be resilient. And so, yeah, yeah so, so you go ahead as a trans person. Well, okay. For instance, I, last month I was invited to be on uh, two podcasts. Okay. The first podcast, um, was you and i'm here and i'm having fun it's Yay. a good time the other guy was just like this random guy who i had never heard of and i looked into his podcast he was just like a weird little dude who like interviewed local sports people in fucking england mostly and like i don't know why he was interested in me yeah, he's like let's like, get hannah hudson on who's a comedian yeah. Uh, poet yeah i was like i don't know what the fucking deal is but okay like i mean i'm not gonna turn down exposure probably so mm -hmm. i said sure and then like the next day he was like, hey, are you trans? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he just fucking didn't respond for like two and a half weeks. What? And then in the middle of the night, I get another message after this fucking dead silence for two weeks where he's just like, hey, are you uncut or cut? And I'm just like, oh, oh, you, this is like a, you're just fetishizing me. That's yeah, but, but he didn't even have me on the podcast. Like, no, I didn't go on the podcast. It was just Oh, you like, just didn't go. Did he, he didn't still want you he on? Didn't, he didn't actually fucking, after I told him I was trans, he was like, no. Like, he didn't tell me no. He just disappeared until he was going to fucking say random sexual shit to me that you oh. wouldn't say to a stranger, I would think. I, I, dude, I just don't get it. Like, like <laughs> unless, like, he wanted you wanted to talk about trans stuff. That's, like, right. the only hook I would think for somebody. Like, he's a sports guy, and you're a comedian poet. And so, yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. Things, then it would have how to be he even found me. Yeah, that is bizarre. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like everything you do is like this weird game of social Russian roulette where it's yeah. like either it's going to be fine or you're going to get fucking... Somebody will ask you if you're cut or not. <laughs> yeah. Like the last time I did an open mic, I went into the city and it was like one of the best nights of my life. I was on such a fucking high from the experience and then i went home and got fucking assaulted on the subway it's just like oh right i'm a woman now oh, no. on the train alone so you know it's just it's a fucking it's a mess but it gives me it gives me perspective it gives me a voice it gives me the ability to say tranny all important thing <laughs> yeah it's so funny like we established pre-pod like i have to ask people things like right like what can you say yeah what well, um, yeah yeah if you're if you're seeing your marginalized community which one is that and the, the guest goes oh i'm a woman in comedy i'm like okay i guess okay. that's marginalized i guess we can talk about it but like yeah say if there's a person of color and they look i don't really see the color i'm like are you a person of color and they're like oh sure i'm this that and the other i'm like oh okay thank god we can talk about it then yeah <laughs> but that's huh. so funny are you cut or uncut because one of them will let you be on my podcast right right it's like do it, if i'm uncertain is it maybe it was like not about the trans thing maybe it was anti-semitic ah, i don't I, know oh i love that it, it might not be anti-semitic it's just a guy he's like because you know cut and uncut circumcised circumcised is not necessarily right. religion based and so it's just right. a guy who really likes just a random have, guy a cut penis he needs, because he, he, he thinks circumcision that. is important yeah yeah, yeah. Very or important. he thinks that circumcision is awful and the devil and he really wants you to be uncut so he can speak to you. That is funny. That, that's bizarre. The fact that it can go from possibly professional into to just like yeah, absolute personal, you know, yeah, the worst personal sexual, yeah. like just harassment in a second. And like, I mean, you know, I know that technically my existence does it invites that it's not like my fault, obviously. I'm not victim blaming myself, but like I, I know that walking through the world. I will just be contending with that forever. My fucking doctor sexually harasses me. So like, whatever. So you, you go know, find a new doctor? Is it such a good doctor? Well, I take uh, my insurance. So. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I had this doctor before him who sucked. He was so kind. She used my pronouns and my name. And, you know, she gendered me perfectly, but she wouldn't prescribe me the medicine I needed. Uh, and so I found this guy. He's an asshole. Won't use my name. Won't gender me correctly unless he's hitting on me. But we'll he give gives you the, me all the pills I need. Uh, so it's like <laughs> you're you, in a fucking you're, you're damned um, if you 22. do. Yeah, yeah, but it's like there, there's no doctor out there. I mean, you would think, like, if you ask around, like, the, the, you know, in the community, like, I would think that there should be some good information, you know, some good yeah. information sharing on this topic in the there New should York City be fucking community. lists of yeah. like here are the trans friendly doctors. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's all about fucking insurance and who takes what. It's yeah. a it's a fucking Ugh, mess. Yeah, if you can be um, trans friendly, but but not have your insurance. Who right, fuck, right, right. Yeah. Well, thank you for this girl god thing. I'm looking at April Clark's Oh yeah, uh, pictures. I'm like, my lord, my yeah. fucking lord, April Clark. Hello, how are you today? You're very <laughs> talented. You're very talented, of course. Like, I can see that from your pictures. I'll shut up now. Okay, so Hannah Hudson, we follow her everywhere. Patreon, Hudline, you're getting the you're getting the mini chaps. What do you call it? monthly chaps first? Are you still yeah, doing yeah. that? I mean, now that you that's, put out Thread Unrolled on Yeah, yeah, that's on, Gumroad. Okay. on Patreon. So Gumroad's really my focus right now. But in a couple months, I'm going to be starting back up on Patreon. Um, probably going to be doing collections of short stories. So we'll see. I, I like to branch out. You know, I like to dabble. I, I like writing. I write everything. Good. I can't wait to see the tweets. Don't censor yourself because we want to see... Uh... We want to see all the funny shit. Like even if you're just hacking away, um, yeah, you know that ten percent. That ten percent is going to be worth it. I just sent you one of my favorite tweets I ever had. Um, 
there was this fucking bus stop <gasps> ad. Oh yeah, said, let's grab beers tonight, Queens, because it was in Queens. Oh. Uh, and I just like crossed out a little bit of that and you did that. <laughs> just, I did crossed that, yeah. out the Queens so it was queers. Let's grab yeah. beers tonight, queers. And you go, yeah. uh, how Holy can fuck, they do can't that? They say that. Yeah. Can, I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Generating a little controversy, but I think it's fucking funny. <laughs> and people went insane. Edge Lord, Hannah yeah, Hudson. That's what we bit. that's what we tune in for. But so yeah, it's Hud Lion on um on Twitter, Instagram, but also Hannah Hudson is on Gumroad, Hannah Hudson mm. is on Patreon, um, TikTok, and, oh, uh, all that stuff. Tumblr. Are you doing, are you doing, are you doing front facing videos on TikTok? Uh I I have like uh mostly poetry stuff there. I have a little comedy stuff in the back, but I I don't know. It's hard to build a brand when you're a fucking you know a jack of all trades yeah you're, you're a multi-hyphen <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's just like kevin hart was on the cnn uh new year's eve thing i'm like this is a little bit low for kevin hart because it was you know andy cohen and um right and and, and he, he was there shilling as his drink right. like his new his new line of uh fucking uh, uh tequila or some shit i was like man kevin hart is the hardest working man in show business kevin hart rules dave Chappelle is lazy and hannah hudson is wonderful hannah hudson thank you so much for coming on hey thank you for having me